Thank you for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. Yes, that's right. The name of this podcast has changed. We will no longer be called Make Room for More. What remains the same is the content and the direction of the show. You will continue to hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. This episode is another short devotional to help you get your day started. So please pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. John 4, 26. Words that Olivia, the woman at the well, words that she would never forget. I am he, the long look for Messiah. Olivia immediately accepts Christ's pronouncement spoken to her with such love, mercy, and grace. I imagine that day the Holy Spirit enters in her heart as a refreshing rain after a long drought. She did not ask for a miracle or signs to prove who he said he was. She didn't ask for credentials. She didn't ask for anything. She simply believed what he said. This, I am sure, brought much joy to Jesus' heart. Let's pause for a moment. I am ashamed to say, but I have asked for signs. I'm sure at the time, anxiety was high and trust was low and seeing is believing attitude. Now I wonder why. You know, it wasn't until Jesus started putting questions in me to ask him that my motives for asking for a sign changed. I'm reminded of Paul as an example when he wrote to the Romans in chapter 1, 16 and 17. Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The question the Lord put in me, why is the gospel so powerful? Why is the gospel the power of God? As many times as I have read these passages, I never wondered about why the gospel was so powerful, why the gospel is the power of God. So the Lord had me break it down in four parts, actually five. So the questions were this, why is Christ's life so powerful? Why is Christ's death so powerful? Why is his burial and resurrection so powerful? Why is his ascension so powerful? Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the life and the death and the burial and the resurrection and the ascension of Christ. He informs us that this is the power of God. And with that pronouncement, I think it's essential that we understand why it's so powerful. Because this is the method in which God is using to save us. I tell you, that study took me about a year. That study changed everything for me. You know, it changed my perspective. It changed my perspective of the gospel. It changed how I related to Christ. It changed how I read the Bible. I saw the gospel everywhere from Genesis to Revelation. It changed how I wrote about him, how I taught about him. It changed my outlook of the past, the present, and the future. Everything changed. Because the Lord put a question in me. I now know why the gospel is so powerful. I now know why the gospel is so simple yet profound. 
It is because it's the plan of God to save us. It's his plan, non-negotiable. He will not negotiate. He doesn't have to. It's perfect. The beautiful thing about ministry is that Jesus sits at the well of our life all the time. He waits for us daily to come and drink deeply from the well of his grace, his love, and his mercy. And he is always, at all times, telling us, I am he. The problem is, we don't always believe him. We look for signs. We look for wonders. We look for him to prove himself. Question his ability. We question his love. We question his care. We question his motives. We question his abilities. Oh, how it must hurt the heart of God. And just think, once he made himself known, it wasn't that he was hiding himself from Olivia, the woman at the well. You know, I like to give her a name. She doesn't have one in the Bible. I would love to know what her real name is. And one day I will. I I do believe I will see her in the kingdom. But she stands there in front of Jesus and she's asking him questions. And he's answering sometimes not directly, but he gets to the point and she receives everything he says to her. It's amazing. And then we get to this point where Jesus says, I am he. And her life changed. It completely changes. All you have to do is read verse 28, where it says, The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Jesus says, I am he. And she went and told a city because she believed. You know, if you think about what that meant to her, it's like her mind exploded with the truth. He he answered all her questions. He he knew her. He didn't judge her. He exposed her, but and he, yet he loved her. And the person that was responsible for making her free that day stood in front of her, made himself known in ways he had not done that to the Jews. Yet he did it to a Samaritan woman, whom I like to call Olivia, and her life changed. So I would say to my fellow dyslexic people, Jesus meets us at the well, and he is still saying to us, I am he. He is longing for us not to doubt him, to take him at his word, to believe what he is saying to us is the truth, and to walk free. That's why his life and his death and his burial and his resurrection and his ascension is so powerful because we are free. It may not change our situation, but we are different. It changes us. We are free. We are free indeed, for he has made it so. We will look differently. We will walk differently. We will handle our issues differently because we're not alone. And dyslexia is not the bottom line. It's not a death sentence. It doesn't curtail. It doesn't frustrate the Lord. It doesn't dismiss his promises and his plans for us. It doesn't define us. Yes, we have dyslexia. Yes, it has been hard, but his grace has been sufficient. Over and over and over again, he has proven that his grace is and has been sufficient. I've said it once, I'll say it again. I would rather have dyslexia and know Christ in his full measure of knowing him than to not have dyslexia and not know him at all. Thank you once again for joining me on this journey. It's not finished yet. We have a few more verses I would like to look at. But this has been such a rich experience for me, and I hope it has been for you as well. I've come to know the woman at the well in a way I would have never known before. Her experience has changed my life. 
and I hope it has done the same for you. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode from Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these short devotionals with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wrpublication.com where you can read or listen to archive shows. Thank you again for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted and be blessed.